thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my to head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. It is such a joy to be with you. Thank you for joining us again for Jesus the Healer. And we are having a wonderful time. I tell you, the Word gives you the best time. I tell you, nothing is as thrilling as the Word. My goodness, you talk about a good ride. People go to amusement parks so they can get a good ride. Boy, the Word will give you the best ride. Amen. And so we're so glad you've joined us today. We've been ministering about the mind. And I so appreciate what Paul told Timothy. This is our golden text we've been using as our starting point. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, Paul said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love, look at this, and a sound mind that belongs to us. Uh, A sound mind, uh, we need to renew our minds so that we can protect the sound mind God gave us, so that we think like God. A sound mind's a renewed mind. A renewed mind's a sound mind. How does he give us a sound mind as we renew it with the word? That soundness is the flow of our life. Amen. Amen. We've We've talked about so many different directions about the mind in the past episodes because we've been on this for a while now. Um, But we've been starting and talking in the direction about being living free from condemnation. Romans chapter eight and verse one says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Look at that. Now, no condemnation. Now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, that's you, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. See, everything that... uh, Everything, every ingredient for our failure is in our flesh. But every ingredient for our success is in our spirit. So we yield to our spirits because that's where the life of God, the nature of God is. And that's the flow of life is from our spirits. And so because now we're not just natural beings, we're spirit beings. We're all spirit beings, but we, we have the life and nature of God in our spirit. So now no condemnation because the life and nature of God does not flow in condemnation. That, that's not the flow of God. It's not the flow of the life and the nature of God in us. Condemnation is not that flow. Condemnation points to all your faults, failures, weaknesses, sins, misses, embarrassments, shames, all of that is condemnation. Every bit of it. It pushes you down and it holds you down. It shows you no hope. And not only that, people who are yielding to condemnation, they're not joyful. It hinders the flow of joy. They're not peaceful. It hinders. And I've seen in, in, in the years of ministry, I've seen people that even though they're born again, there's just no 
joy. And uh, it's because many times people do not understand their authority over condemnation. And they're yielding to condemnation, shame, guilt, and they talk about it. They talk about it with others. They rehash and rehearse it even to themselves mentally. Well, we need to renew our minds. Jesus' blood dealt with our sins, dealt with our misses, and we're not flippant about that. We don't treat that casually. We know that our sin cost Jesus everything, but because he purchased our freedom, we magnify what his blood has done and not magnify what we've done wrong. Amen. 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 His blood has cleansed us. He's forgiven us and his blood has cleansed us. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is to be no more memory. There is to be no more living with the cloud of what we haven't done right. Why? Because we're mindful that he did everything right. And it's not who we are in us. It's who we are in him. That's That's the mindset of the renewed mind. That's what the sound mind thinks on, who we are in him, yeah. not trying to dress up the old man and give him a pass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not, trying to, not trying to make him, uh, make the old man look better and feel better about itself. No, the old man's, it's done. Yeah. Old man's crucified, yeah. done, done. Yeah. It's the new man, the new man in Christ. Yeah. That's what we focus on. That's what yeah. we talk about. And Amen. that is, that's the emphasis of the renewed mind. Yeah. Amen. 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 Um, first John one nine tells us that if we confess our sins, mm-hmm. that God is faithful yeah. and just to forgive us mm-hmm. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's writing to Christians here yeah. Yeah. that if we confess our sins, mm-hmm. that we get this sin can't, can't be a tripping point for us when we confess it. See, we close the door to the enemy when we confess the sin because uh, the blood makes it as though we never sinned. Mm-hmm. It puts us back to as though we never did it wrong. Amen. So he, he forgives us. Now we need to be doers of this word and believe it. Believe that. Once we confess it, he's forgiven me and he's cleansed me from it. You know, if there were a spot here on the table that I'm sitting at, if there, let's say if, if you could reach it, there's a spot on this table and there was dirt and somebody took a rag and cleaned it. It's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Can, and you talk about the spot and people go, what spot? I don't yeah. know what spot you're talking about. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. see this. Yeah. It's right there. It was right there, but it's not there now. So why are you talking about the spot that even, isn't even a, a feature anymore? It's not even a factor anymore. That's what people do in the past under condemnation. They talk about a spot that a place in their life, a time in their life, a season of their life, an event of their life, that if they've confessed and repented of it, that's forgiven. That's cleansed. Why are you talking about something that's not there anymore in the mind of God? Now be a doer of it and get it out of your mind. Amen. Because if you, condemnation injures your faith. It'll keep your faith from working. It'll rob you of a miracle. It'll rob you of your healing that you're believing for. It'll rob you of your prosperity you're believing for. Uh, you, you have to not yield to it and answer it yes. when that sense of guilt, shame, mm-hmm. regret, remorse, all these things, mm-hmm. answer it. Yeah. Yeah. Condemnation, I will not yield to you. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. I'm in him. Yeah. 
Yeah. You see, but you better talk about in him instead of in your mistake, yes. in your sin, yes. where I missed it. Yes. You have to talk about in him. Yes. That's, that's the, that is the attention that the renewed mind stays on. Yes. That's where the renewed mind goes with their attention. Yeah. Amen. 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 Now, we are to forgive ourselves too. Because if we don't forgive ourselves, our faith won't work. Jesus said, if you have ought against any, forgive. He said that right after he told them how faith works. In Mark 11, 25 is when he talked about that. Mark 11, 23, 24, he's telling them how faith works. Then he says, but if you have ought against any, he said, you forgive. Well, the any could include you too. If you have unforgiveness toward yourself, you're not forgiving yourself. You better forgive yourself so your faith can work. Amen. Amen. Now we have to forgive like God forgives, not like people forgive. Yeah, that's true. Not like the rest of the world forgives. Some people forgive with condition. (laughs) You know, but God forgives unconditionally. And when God forgives, He forgets. He's showing you that what He forgave you of was worthy of one thing, forgetting it. Your past is worthy of one thing, forgetting it. Amen. Amen. What he forgives you of, he cleanses you of Mm -hmm. so that you no longer have to talk about something that has been removed. Amen. 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 If anyone could have been held back by their past, it would be the Apostle Paul. His past was not remarkably wonderful (laughs) before he met Jesus. Right? Right. He, uh, He was a good student. Of the law, I mean, he was, he was strict. He said he was a Pharisee. He was to the letter of the law, but the letter kills. The Spirit gives life is what the Word says. The letter of the law killeth, but the Spirit gives life. So we know what side of the law he was on before he got born again. Uh, he was persecuting Christians. He was consenting to their death. Mm-hmm. He had received permission and, and papers to go arrest people. He was on the road to Damascus. Mm-hmm. He was going to go arrest Christians and throw them in prison and sentence them to death. Uh, but on the way to arresting Christians, he got arrested. Yeah. 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 Jesus arrested him. Yeah. <laughs> and a voice spoke and he fell off mm-hmm. of his vehicle. Yeah. He fell off whatever animal he was riding and uh, heard a voice and said, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? See, Jesus took it personally how he was treating his people. And then Jesus said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. You're making your life hard by kicking against what's right. So he said, Lord, what must I do? What would you have me do? And then he told him what to do. And of course he was born again. And he immediately began preaching Jesus as the Christ, the Savior, right? But uh, I want you to go with me, if you would. I want you to see Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. So we see that Paul did not have a heroic past. Although he was intense, (laughs) although he was committed and sold out, he was committed to the wrong flow. And so this man who God used to pen, to write about half of the New Testament was a man who persecuted and consented to the death of Christians. Mm -hmm. Now you think that's quite a past. 
But in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13 and verse 14, Paul writes and he said, this one thing I do. Not God does, I do. I do this. What is it, Paul, that you do? Forgetting those things which are behind. I forget them. He's not treating them lightly, but he's authorized to forget what's forgiven. Now understand that. And he said he had to do that. He had to forget his past. If he hadn't have done that, we wouldn't have had the letters he wrote to the church. We wouldn't have half that New Testament through him if he hadn't have forgiven himself. How did he forgive himself? He forgot it too. Amen. Amen. He said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Quit turning your face to what's behind. Quit turning your attention to what's behind. Keep it in the past. Keep it behind you. Don't keep it as a companion with you, what you've done wrong, where you've missed it. Keep it behind you. How do you keep it behind you? You forget it. That's good. Every time you talk about it, you bring it up to you. Mm-hmm. Every time you talk about the past that has been f- repented of mm-hmm. and forgiven, you bring it into your present every time you talk yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Leave it in the past. Mm-hmm. Leave it behind you yeah. by forgetting it. Yes. Quit bringing it into your present and your future. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind Mm -hmm. and reaching forth Mm -hmm. and reaching forth and reaching forth unto those things which are before. So notice this. In his life and in your life, there's things behind, but there's also things that are before you. They're ahead of you. You can't go two directions at once. You can't go this way behind and go this way into what's before you. Can't yeah, do it. That's right. Right. You choose. Yeah. choose. Which one uh-huh. is going to hold me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which one am I going to give my attention to? Yeah. Notice before he mentioned about reaching forth mm-hmm. to what was before him, he first talked about forgetting what was behind him. Yes. Yeah. Until you forget, you can't reach. Now notice that until you forget this behind you, you can't reach as you ought to what's before. Now, if you're going to hold to what's behind you, you can reach this way, but your, your, your reach stops based on what's holding you from behind. But when nothing's holding you behind, look how much further you can go. You see, if you're holding on to something back here, it's, it's going to stabilize you there. I mean, it's going to anchor you there. You can reach a little bit forward, but that's it. You, but if you let this direction go, this one is free to move. The advancement that comes from forgetting. Amen. Be, the sound mind is skillful at forgetting what ought to be forgotten. That's the sound mind. That's the renewed mind, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth. He didn't say reaching forth and forgetting. Mm -hmm. He said forgetting first. Then you can reach forward. Verse 14, he said, I press toward the mark 
for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. It, you can press and press and press all you want, but until you forget, you won't reach it. Forget, reach, press. You try to press when you haven't yet forgotten, it's not going to be effective as it, as it could be and as it should be. So Paul said, I do, I, he said he does these three things. He didn't say God's going to do it for me. He didn't say his pastor, pastor's going to do it for me. My spouse is going to do it for me. He said, I forget, I reach forth and I press. Amen. Why? Because not forgetting will hold you back. It'll hold you back. It doesn't matter how rich your future is. You won't advance as you ought into it until you forget because forgetting, uh, failure to forget is a hold on you. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, if it will hold you back when you don't forget about yourself, it also shows you you're going to have to forget what others have done to you. Yeah. Not just forgetting what you did to your own self, but forgetting what others did. Why? So that what they did doesn't hold you back. Yeah. Can what they did hold you back? There's people that are held back because they don't forget what somebody did. How can I forget? Pastor Nancy, they did so much to my life. They, they've harmed me so much. Listen, it cost, uh, it cost Jesus everything to forgive us of what we did against heaven. What we, the sins of our life, called for death. And Jesus stepped in and said, I'll take that death in your place. And then for us to say, oh, I can't forgive them. When Jesus stepped in and took the death that belonged to us. Yes, you can forgive. It's a decision. It's a decision. It's a choice. Amen. Now, if you don't want where you've missed it in the past to trouble your life, you have to forget it. But also, if you don't want what somebody else did against you to trouble your life, you have to forgive and forget it. That means you're not going to bring it up at an opportune time to use against them for leverage. You know, have a family family get together and say, remember what you did to me? Or get in an argument and you realize you're not winning the argument, so you start throwing that ace card out there, which is their past. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. It'll hurt your faith to operate that way. Thank God. And the thing is, we can live free from that. <laughs> How wonderful. How wonderful. I, I, um, I had an experience that let me tell you what will assist you. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you get divine help. Mm-hmm. That is, when you take time to speak in other tongues, you're employing God talk. Mm-hmm. And you're employing divine help in your behalf. There was a time in my life, without going into the details, that there was somebody who said words that injured, took action that injured that season of my life. When I got away from that person, I took weeks 
and just, I fed on the word and then I locked myself up in my room and I prayed in the spirit for hours a day. At the end of about three weeks of doing that, every remnant of ill will, of wrong feeling, or even any kind of connection to the memory of what had happened to me through that person was gone. It was like by praying in the Holy Ghost, if I could say this, a divine vacuum cleaner went and throughout every bit of my memory, throughout, it, it was, it sucked. I couldn't even, I would have had to try yeah. to think of what they did to me because it was so, it was so far removed from me. It was as though that part of my life never happened. That came by praying in the Holy Ghost. And I'd let the Holy Ghost know, I don't want to reuse that memory. Yeah. I want it gone. I want it forget, forgotten. My husband went through a very difficult season of his life. There was a, this was before we met. He went through a very difficult season of his life and a minister told him, a precious man of God said, Brother Ed, he said, spend time praying in the Holy Ghost and get rid of any trace of hurt of that situation. Because he said, if you don't, it can cost you your health in your life. Wow. Wow. Why? Yeah. Unforgiveness will eat you up. Wow. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Pray. See, it's not just by willpower, too. You, yeah. get, you make a decision. I'm going to forgive them. But there's all the, mm-hmm. the feelings of mm-hmm. all this stuff. Praying in the Holy Ghost, it's like a divine vacuum that sucks out mm-hmm. every trace and mm-hmm. remnant of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. happened to me after mm-hmm. three weeks of praying in the Holy Ghost. I, I saw that person. I didn't breathe hard. I didn't start my eyes bulging, you know. There was no ill will. I couldn't even conjure up a negative feeling because that's how far that that walking in the divine love and yielding to forgiveness removed every bit of that. You don't have to live with the traces and the baggage of past is what people will call it. Sometimes there have been people who have gone through divorces They've gone through hurtful situations and it colors, if they hold on to any bit of that, it yes. colors everything of their future. Yes. Doesn't need to. Yeah. Take time to pray in the Holy yes. Ghost. But you had to be sincere with God of I'm not wanting to hold on to this to use it later yeah. so that I can get a jab in. Right. Yeah. So I can tell, tell and expose that to other people of how they treated me. No, I was sincere. I didn't want it. I didn't want to use it for for a later date. Yeah. I didn't want to hold on to it for later use. Yeah. And when you're sincere with God and you take time to pray in the Holy Ghost, you have a divine helper. Amen. 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 When God tells us forgive, it's not by our own ability. He'll enable us. He empowers us yeah. to forgive. And the Holy Ghost is part of the expression yeah. of that power, yeah. praying in, the, in other tongues. Yeah. I tell you what, anything that has injured your life, hurt your life, troubled you, if you'll take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. And wh- while you're praying, don't be thinking about the injury. Don't yeah. be thinking about the harm done. Yeah. 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 Keep your thoughts on Him. Yeah. Keep your mind still. 
keep, keep your mind in neutral, so to speak, yeah. or think on him or meditate on the word, but don't be thinking about what they did and praying in the Holy Ghost and thinking, because <laughs> your mind, if your, if your thought life is holding on to it, how do, how do, how do you let go of it? You see? Yeah. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Praise Listen, forgive and forget. Why? Because there's more in front of you than behind you. God has so much more in front of you that he doesn't want it to rob you. Amen. Amen. I want to take some time right now and I want to pray with those of you who may be watching. I tell you what, situations can be mean in life. I mean, some situations can be heartbreaking. Sometimes the way people have been handled by loved ones or just people close to them. And uh, I want you to know he whom the son sets free is free indeed in every respect. He whom the son makes, he he makes you free. He makes you free. Choose to walk in that freedom, to not hold on to any trace of it. And uh, many times if we put how the enemy works is if we, take in a thought of ill will towards someone mm-hmm. of, uh, well, any unforgiving, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the devil will energize that. Mm-hmm. He'll energize that yeah. to where that thing is just, oh. yes. it only takes one th- one wrong thought and the enemy can just energize that. But if you remove the thought, he's got nothing to energize. Yeah. And some people have held to thoughts that the enemy has energized Mm -hmm. and it's ruined so many different things of people's lives. Mm -hmm. That's the way he he chooses to work and he tries to work. But we're not ignorant of his devices. And so I agree with you and I pray for you and I say, and I say, you be free in Jesus name. You be free in your mind. You be free in your emotions. You be free. In every respect, Satan, you take your hands off their mind. Say this after me. Say, I choose to forgive. I will not remember anything against anyone. I forgive them. I choose forgiveness. I love them with the divine love of God that is flowing in me. I will not remember. I will not repeat it and I will not rehearse what others have done wrong for I forgive them and I forbid any condemnation in my life or toward anyone else. Amen. Hallelujah. And then I would encourage you, take time to pray in the spirit. Take time to pray in the spirit. Divine help is in that flow. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been teaching out of this book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. We want you to get your copy. Go to DufresneMinistries.org and order it. Let us know that you want it and we'll get it right out to you. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. It is possible to live untroubled and undisturbed even in the presence of the enemy. Nancy Dufresne teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, 
and doubt in this book about the peace of God. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.